Welcome to the Slay the Giant podcast. Hey, Slay family, are you ready to slay your giant, conquer your fears, and pivot into your future? The time is now for you to be all God has created you to be. It will take intentionality, reflection, and movement. Are you ready to do the work to win? My guests and I are ready to speak life and purpose into you. Well, let's get to it, Giant Slayers. Welcome, Slay family. This is your girl, Ashley, and I am with my sister and friend, Colleen Blake-Miller. How are you? Hi, Ashley. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. And I feel like this is our like yearly check-in, you know, <laughs> you, you, you helped me open up the podcast in, with mental health and we're going to open up this season with mm-hmm. some conversations surrounding mental health because, you know, we are another year in the pandemic and mm-hmm. a lot of us have been challenged with our mental health and you know, our thinking and just, it's very challenging right now, just with everything that's happening in our world and our nation and folks getting sick. And, and so, you know, I think it's just time to have that conversation about, you know, how do we manage our mental health? How do we deal with what we're hearing and seeing and all of that good stuff? And we um, have already have been having a conversation, so I know it's going to be good for our audience to hear. Um, But if you can just share um, some of your um, ideas about even what the, the times, what's happening, and just share some wisdom with our audience regarding their mental health and stability during this time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was saying earlier, I think it's so good that mental health has taken, you know, uh, center stage and that we're talking more about it. It's always been important right? It's always been important. But the pressure uh, of the pandemic has just compounded uh, regular daily life struggles um, all the more. Um, So much has changed about life. The things that we used to um, lean on for stress relief, uh, the, the places we used to go freely And I just imagine, you know, going to a a service, running to the altar, throwing ourselves at the altar, um, crying out, you know, to the Lord in, you know, the, the, the fellowship and the company of other believers that were praying along with you. Even that has changed, you know, do I have to register (laughs) to get to the house of God? Are we having an in-person service? Is it going to be virtual? Um, I'm going to have to wear a mask. Praising God with a mask on is very different. (laughs) As a worship leader, as a a praise and worship member, um, it's very different praying at the altar with someone, having a mask on. A lot has changed. And so uh, it's, it's just additional strain and stress on us. Uh, and, and it's important that we are thinking intentionally about our mental health and doing things that is going to support uh, our mental health, just being well, right? Mental health, maybe in the past, people 
would use mental health and mental illness interchangeably, but they're very different, right? Mental illness is an illness that affects uh, the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you behave. Um, not everyone has uh, mental illness, but everybody has mental health. You know, we all have mental health and we all ideally want it to be optimal. And it, ha and it doesn't just happen accidentally. It's something that we have to intentionally uh, take care of and and uh, look about and ensure that it's 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 healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that came to mind um, while you were talking is so you have your members who, you know, our members who are coming to church and we're both preachers, kids actively mm -hmm. involved in ministry or what have you. And, you know, we are a part of the team that supports the ministry on a week to week basis and you know, most people would consider us like the leaders of the ministry. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, in, in thinking about this year and, okay, dealing with COVID again and all the restrictions and in Canada, where you are, you guys are in lockdown. So lockdown number four, lockdown wow. number four, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you guys are even more restricted. Yeah. Um, how would you suggest a leader who is actively involved in ministry manage their mental health um, during this time. And I appreciate you giving definitions to mental illness and mental health because those mm -hmm. words have been used interchangeably, but mm -hmm. they are different. Um, and I think it's important for everyone to be concerned with their mental health. A lot of times when you're in the forefront, you're caring about everyone else's mental health and mm -hmm. sometimes not remembering to take care of yourself. And you know, right. some often when we're on the plane, they'll say, you know, put your, um, your mask on first before you put on anyone else's because what good are you if you're not supporting yourself in a time of crisis or in a time of need That's so right. what tips or what tools could you give a leader who is dealing with you know all of the choices of this time and you know all of the different issues that they're dealing with as a leader and making decisions on behalf of their congregation or their church or you know their peers in ministry Mm -hmm. So one thing that I think that this pandemic has brought into all of our lives, it's been a humbling experience for us. And what has worked, what we have known to just be, um, is no more. And yet we have been called for such a time as this right? This pandemic is not a surprise to God. He knew as we were being formed in our mother's womb that we would be in leadership, right? Serving God's people in this time, which means he's equipped us with what we need. Um, I would encourage uh, pastors and leaders to uh, be reminded that the weight does not fall on your shoulders. We do not bear the weight of carrying God's church. It is his church, it's God's church. And so um, I, I don't know if, if you've experienced this in, in organizing events, for example, I often will hold the weight of the success. If the people come, then I've done a good job. If they don't come, then I must have missed something. And so, I, I would encourage us as leaders to release ourselves from that responsibility. We're servants. We're about our, our master's business. 
they're not, um, you know, rejecting us if they're not showing up at our service or choosing to tune into some other popular ministry online. This is just the reality of the times. You know, this is just reality. And I think that it's a it's a it's um it's a wake up call for us because now the things that we've known or we've thought ministry was supposed to be about is come to it's come into question now. Is that really what it's about? Is it really about the numbers or is it about my willingness and my commitment to be steadfast and to stay and be unmovable and just serve the people of God how they need in this season? So uh, that I think is a huge weight that would ease the, the, the pressure off of many of our leaders if they were to stop looking at what other ministries are doing. So, so case in point, uh, for many ministries, uh, I think about some of the meetings we had at church. Okay, so now we've got to think about like online church and think about serving an online congregation. And 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 so maybe, you know, looking at other ministries who've been doing online ministry for decades, let's not compare ourselves to to, to those ministries. It's, it's about figuring out and pivoting and, and, and figuring out how, how this ministry in this season with the leaders that we have are, just, are gonna serve well. I think that's a good way of easing some pressure. Secondly, I would say to the leaders, the same thing that I say to my clients and anyone with regards to how to manage your mental health, acknowledge how you're doing, acknowledge how you're feeling, talk about your emotions, talk about um, the heavier ones. So yes, we are committed. Yes, we are faithful. Yes, we're still on fire for God. But that's not the only thing that we are feeling, right? I am I'm willing to bet that we're also feeling confused. Also, if we're honest, maybe we have faced some feelings of hopelessness or just like, God, how much longer is this going to go on for? Uh, are we... Are we going to make it like just be honest about the variety of emotions that that are that, that's natural. It, it's not a sign that you don't trust God or you have no faith. It's a sign that you're alive. <laughs> it's a sign that you're alive. Uh, I would encourage us to limit how much media and the kind of media that we're taking in because it's a whole lot of bad news. The media sources have the responsibility of bringing us the news. They also have a responsibility of keeping us tuned in. So, you know, the way it's delivered is a certain way to keep us tuned in. But you want to think, how do I feel after I've watched CNN, <laughs> you know, for for an hour or two or half the day, if we're honest? <laughs> uh, I, I, am I feeling light? Am I feeling hopeful? Am I feeling energized or am I feeling overwhelmed? Uh, so, so, you know, you want to pay attention to that and limit your intake instead of, you know, large chunks, maybe smaller chunks. Uh, those are some, I mean, we could go on, I could go, I could go on for, for more, but I'll stop right here. Those are a few things actually <laughs> that I would encourage and recommend. As that far was as excellent. Take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, definitely. It's important to acknowledge where we are. Um, and I love what you said. This did not take God by surprise. And so he will give us the tools we need to um, do what we need to do for ministry. And just speaking of um, a word that you brought out, and I want to bring it out to those who are listening, is that word pivot. 
So this has been my word this year. And it was kind of my word in 2020 as well. Mm-hmm. But I, so I've said, I've called it pivot again there in 2022. Love right? it, love it. <laughs> you know, because it, there have been so many visions and then different things I, I want to put forth. And I know that our audience, they have so many dreams and goals and visions. And it just seems like some of those things can't be done with what we're seeing happening in our world. And, you know, so it seems like there's a vision or a dream that has been deferred almost, mm-hmm. a dream that has been put to the back burner. Um, and, but one of the things that I have been talking about is how do we pivot with our dreams and goals and our visions? And, you know, some people get depressed when they are not fulfilling that purpose or they feel like they're not accomplishing things in the right time. And they feel like their, you know, life is passing by and they've not accomplished what they wanted to do because mm-hmm. of what's happening during this time. And that pivot, that word pivot means to make a complete turn, a, a change, um, to pivot at a, at a certain point. It's a certain place you get where you're realizing, okay, all of my options are expended. Like I have no way to go, nowhere to go. So I need to turn, figure this out um, and, and come up with a different solution. And so mm-hmm. I gave the example um, on some of our social media with Dunkin' Donuts. And if you're familiar with Dunkin' Donuts, um, you know, it's a coffee place where you can go inside and get your food, coffee and, and donuts or what have you. And then, or you can go through the line. But I noticed that Dunkin' Donuts, since the pandemic, they've been um, creating um, Dunkin' on the run. So it's a it's a standalone uh, facility, but it's strictly for drive through mm. And I, re- I said, you know what? Dunkin's got it. Duncan's realized that we are in a different season. We are in a different time. And it makes no sense in fighting with trying to get people in the building or, you know, staffing issues. It's easier to just do it on the run where people don't have to come inside, maximize that, do that well, um, where people come through the line and be efficient with that. Because during this season, like people aren't coming inside our buildings and the, the, the inside the building may be shut down, but mm-hmm. the drive through works. And I think with our audience, you know, one of the things I have been saying is it's time to pivot again. Mm-hmm. Get those visions out, dust those journals out, uh, uh, you know, get those things together that you had planned. And it feels like it's not going to happen because we have the opportunity to reimagine and reimagine what our vision can be. Um, so what tools and ideas would you give someone who, you know, says, you know what, I have a lot of vision. I have a lot of goals. I had dreams for my family. Uh, Maybe it's a mother who had dreams for, you know, our expectations, or uh, maybe it's a a single person, wherever they find themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you help us, help guide us with finding some tools that we can use to help us pivot um, during this, uh, the beginning of the year? I love that. Um, so the first thing that comes to mind, Ashley, is that we, we really need to give our visions, dreams, and goals back to God. Okay. Um, nothing surprises him. He, it was on his radar. He knew the struggle that we would be in right now, yet he still gave us vision. He still gave us these dreams, he still gave us, right? This, this, this purpose, there's purpose on our lives. There's, there's an assignment that we all have or assignments. And so 
what I would encourage us to do is to kind of give it back to him and ask him, Lord, did I miss something? Because what I was thinking and what I was envisioning was like, this would have happened in such and such a way. Go into that dialogue, go into that executive meeting with the Lord. You mentioned the journal, like dusting off the journals, like journals are a must. If I could turn my camera around and show you, I got journals coming out of my wazoo. I got like notebooks. What I've decided because I'm like in so many different meetings, I'm with this person, I'm with that person, I'm talking to this coach, I'm talking to this mentor. I started, I'm going to start labeling these journals so that I can go back. Okay. This is what we discussed here. This category, here's where all the stuff goes. Like we need to write these things down and get clear on the step-by-step. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? We, we want to kind of get maybe all the marching orders. We want to get the whole map, you know, that has point A, the beginning, and then X, the end, the destination, and all of the step. We That's what we want from God. And, you know, I will say this, in, in my time with the Lord serving and like actively in ministry, there have been some times in the early days, Ashley, when he would deposit something in my heart uh, and it would be complete, point A, point like Z, and all the steps in between. It's like a download. Those were the earlier days. Nowadays, it doesn't come like that. Nowadays, it's just like this idea. And it's like, okay, what's the first step, Lord? Okay, here. What's the next step, Lord? Okay, here. What's the, It's a faith walk. It's a trusting him. We're not babies anymore. We're, we're grown in the faith. And so we need to be able to trust God with the process and in the absence of the clarity of step-by-step, we still need to know, God, you're with me, and I know that you will give me the the, the next, even if it's a mini step, I'm going to trust you. So, so get your journals out. Start, you know, talking to the Lord, write down what you hear him saying to you uh, when you see something that is inspiring. Like I have so many notes on my phone. If I see ideas like, you know, I, I'm 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 on a whole like real thing right now uh, when it comes to Instagram and like sharing ideas through reels. When I see one that really is funny or, you know, kind of resonates with me, I copy that. I got a folder because I need to be inspired by this and see how I could pivot to send the message that the Lord has given to me. Um, So I I, I would encourage us to be writing these things down and look for, even if it's just like, even if it's just the one step, write it down, activate, move on that one step. And then when the next step is necessary, the Lord, I trust that he's going to show you if you are asking him. Um, It's not about his time. Excuse me. It's not about our time. It's about his. And his time is perfect. His time is perfect. You are absolutely correct. Um, I, I agree. And when we have those journals, we have to revisit them and we have to revisit what God said to us. And I love what you said about, um, you know, God speak to speaks to us in different ways um, than we did, than he did when we were um, in our earlier days. And that is challenging to understand. And, but it's necessary to understand that 
you know, God's thoughts and his ways are not our ways. They're so much higher than our ways. And we yeah. have to be obedient and uh, be willing to wait on the voice of the Lord um, when he tells us to do what he's asking us to do. And a lot of times I refer to the story of um, Abraham when God told him to take his only son um, mm. to the top of this mountain. Um, and he told him to sacrifice his son. Now, that was a huge sacrifice because this is the son of promise. This is the son that the Lord had told him he was going to bring forth. Um, this is the son that the Lord had said was going to be, this is what's going to make him the father of many nations. This is Isaac. This is the son of promise. Um, but Abraham believed in faith that, you know what, if God told me to do this, he has the ability to raise that boy from the dead if he needs to. So he took him up to the mountain, but he said something in faith. He said, uh, me and the lad will be back, which mm. is powerful. It was a faith move to say, we're going to be back. I know what the Lord said, and I know what it looks like, but we're going to be back. We know mm. what the promises are. And that's for someone who's watching tonight. The promises of the Lord are still yes and amen. They're mm -hmm. still going to come to pass. Though the vision tarry, wait for it and trust God. So as, Mo as Abraham is going up the mountain, while they're going up the mountain, the, the ram is coming up the mountain as well in the thicket, waiting for Moses, I'm sorry, not in Moses, Abraham, <laughs> to, to be in position to hear the voice of God. Mm -hmm. And I call that a pivot mm -hmm. because there was an original plan. The original plan was to sacrifice Isaac. The original plan was, this is the son that the Lord has called you to sacrifice. But then the Lord said, no, stop, don't kill him. There's actually a ram mm -hmm. in the thicket. So while you were walking up the mountain of faith, I was mm -hmm. providing your answer going up that same mountain. Mm -hmm. And um, we have to be okay with the pivots of life, of the things that challenge us, of the things that when we hear one thing and God says, no, actually what I wanted you to do was here. And you mm -hmm. have to take it one step at a time. As, uh, as Abraham was going up, the, the answer was going up with him. And I believe that for everyone who's listening, for everyone who is participating, um, God has your answer and he has a way of escape. He has a way to open up doors and make ways for you. And he's challenging us today to just believe him and to stretch mm -hmm. out on our faith, um, to trust him. You know, we can say we have faith, but it's in these moments of where we have to actually apply our faith, That's you right. know, um, that we are challenged and faith without works is dead. We have to step out on faith um, step out on nothing and just believe that, you know what, God, if you brought me here, you're going to make a way. This moment didn't take you by surprise and my situation didn't take me, take you by surprise. And you know what? One of the things we always say um, and that we've talked about before is the importance of talking to someone as well. Um, I have openly said that I have seen a therapist because there are times in your life where you can pray and you can fast and you can seek wise counsel. But sometimes you need someone with the tools that have been trained to help guide you and facilitate you into a different season of your life. And maybe you are in a place where you have done those things and prayer works. Okay, mm -hmm. prayer works. Prayer changes things. Prayer can guide you, can provide a resource, can provide the tools. Fasting works, sewing mm -hmm. works, but every now and then you have to go and you have to make a connection with someone who has the wisdom of God, who has the ability to guide you with the tools that they've been trained with for many years to help you come out of a circumstance. And it doesn't have to be a major thing. It doesn't have to be an addiction. 
It doesn't have to be a clinical disease or something that someone diagnoses you with. Um, it can be something as simple as I have been sad for a long time and I want to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Or I have been seeking answers about a circumstance that I don't know how to get through. How can you help me? And so one of the ongoing conversations I want to continue is, you know, supporting people who are um, people of God, um, especially people of color in, you know, the pursuit of wellness and, and how to go about that. What are some thoughts and some, I guess, tools you can give those who are listening today just regarding um, getting into therapy and potentially, you know, trying to um deal with whatever's happening with them um, mentally. Mm-hmm. I think that continuing to talk about um, our, our mental health, continuing to talk openly about how we're doing, that is a great model. It, it's, it's wonderful to see leaders like yourself, Ashley, who many, I imagine, would look up to you and hold you in high, high regard say, guys, I'm not perfect. I just want you to know I can preach. <laughs> I can preach in circles and, 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 and help you, uh, you know, access your breakthrough. But a part of my being well and being able to show up for service involves me acknowledging the, the, the heaviness that I navigate in life. And it, it involves me allowing the Lord to expose and show me my own brokenness and healing happens at the altar, but it can also happen in a therapy room. God is in all of it. He's in all of it. And so I think talking about our experiences with mental health, uh, talking about our commitments to, um, mental health and wellness is is wonderful. It's a good model for the body of Christ. Um, I think, you know, just looking in the word of God and and how, you know, this idea of of counseling and seeking out uh, counseling and and um, mentorship, this isn't new. <laughs> it's not a new thing. Um, this is a this is a part of of healthy uh, living as as believers. This is a part of, of 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 God's plan for us to be to be well. So I would encourage us to um, you know look for models and examples. David wasn't shy about talking about his emotional distress. And what I would maybe, you know, label as some some depression, anxiety, you know, Saul definitely had some anxiety, (laughs) I would say, you know, he had some issues going on. And we see what that being left unchecked, okay, in combination with sin, we see what the outcome is, not good. Uh, We see that here's David um, who struggled with his thoughts, with his the heavy emotions, pains and hurts, uh, cried boldly, you know, unashamed to God. And yet he was still 
you know, named as a man after God's own heart. And so I think no continuing this, these conversations, talking is a part of what will break the stigma. Um, uh, it will, it will help us to it just normalize the human experience, uh, hearing from other mental health professionals as such as myself, who, um, who are people of faith. You know, I love that we are hearing more and more from from uh, believers whose gifting is in this area. I love that. We need more. And there are many. There are many strong, powerful, faith-filled mental health support uh, workers that are out there. And, um, you know, just allowing that to be a part of of you know, our faith journey, I think is, is, is going to do us well as a body. Wonderful. I appreciate you for sharing that and giving biblical examples of why we need to embrace therapy and embrace, you know, being mentally well. Um, mm -hmm. No longer are the, can we say, you know, just cry it out, you know, or, you know, deal with it or ministers saying, oh, just put on that church front where you're in front of people, you're, you're whole and you're fine, but at home you're crying and you're mm -hmm. you're struggling. Um, and, and in moments where you're alone, you're in fear or anxiety and having some panic attacks or what have you, deal with those things um, in the therapy room. And there are Christian therapists mm -hmm. who can speak life into you and can support you on this journey. You have to be open to it and willing to speak your truth and um, just be open to hearing uh, the wisdom and knowledge of those who are who God is put in position to have these degrees and all of this training uh, to pour back into us. So that is powerful. I appreciate you, Colleen, for just sharing with our audience today and just being a part of this um, movement of um, supporting churches, supporting ministries, but supporting people in general um, through their mental health journey. It's a journey, people. It's not going to happen overnight. Things are not shifting overnight. You know, this pandemic has taken its toll on society and, and mankind in, in ways that, you know, we have not even, <laughs> we've not even imagined yet, you know. Um, and so I haven't worked in, you know, I work in different sectors. I work in the education sector, church, you know, ministry sector, working with young people in general. It's just been a challenge to see how this pandemic has taken a toll on their mental health and how dysregulated our young people are simply by so much of the trauma that has come because of what uh, COVID-19 has brought to us. So um, we recognize the challenges, but um, there is an answer. There's a bomb in Gilead and he still heals. He still delivers. He still makes ways um, and he can heal in many forms and, and fashion. So um, Colleen, can you share with our audience how they can connect with you beyond, um, you know, just hearing you today? How can they keep in touch with your ministry, with your um, uh, company, um, your business so that they can um, follow you as well? Mm -hmm. So um, my name, Colleen Blake Miller. Uh, if you just throw that into Google, it'll take you to my website. It'll also take you to um, other recorded uh, content that I have out there. I try to continually pump out uh, content that is going to uplift and 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 really help to support uh, and and help to teach people how to prioritize their mental health and wellness. Um, Instagram is sort of the place on social media that I hang out the most. And uh, in addition to that, I do have several 
um, downloadable um, digital products that people can can utilize to you know begin their journey. Maybe you're on the fence, or maybe you haven't you know become fully comfortable with this idea of talking to someone about um, how things are. I I think if you hung out a little bit more with me, even if it's virtually online, we'll, we'll help you get more comfortable with that, you know, help you feel like it would be nice to have a space that's just my own, where I could dive deep and, and see um, how I'm doing and how I can be, how I can be more well. Um, but yeah, there are also some materials there that you can do on your own uh, that can help to, you know, guide you and, and support you on your wellness journey. So I encourage folks to go ahead and uh, check the link out in my Instagram bio. You can access lots of good stuff there. All right. Well, thank you so much again. I appreciate you being a part of this uh, season three of our podcast and um, yes. um, hearing a lot of reviews and comments um, from this podcast. So again, I appreciate you and please feel free to leave a review, leave a comment um, just regarding this podcast and we will see you next episode. Blessings to everyone listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bless you. Thank you for listening to Slay the Giant Podcast. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing. And if you would like to leave a review, please do so on Apple Podcasts. Also, please email us at slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com. Look forward to talking with you again. See ya.